The Good Fight Radio Show. Thank you so much for joining us on this special edition of The Good Fight Radio Show. In fact, it's a special live edition. We try to do these once a month, and we usually try to tackle an important topic, and one important topic that seems to rear its strange head over and over again is the topic of not only Elon Musk, but artificial intelligence and how it relates to the end times. And so to discuss this very important and intriguing topic for so many people is none other than the president and founder of Good Fight Ministries and pastor of Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley, California, Pastor Joe Schimmel. Yeah, Chad, when I was a young Christian, I used to look at the text in Revelation 13, where, and you're talking about, I became a Christian when I was 18, uh, a long time ago. And I'd read that text where it talks about how the Antichrist, that the false prophet will have the world or the masses, the people, maybe Silicon Valley now, <laughs> make an image of the beast. And the image of the beast would be like given life and it would be able to speak and cause people to worship the Antichrist. And I used to look at that and I think, what is that, you know? Some people thought, you know, project, maybe that's a hologram. Others, it's a statue and that'll be like animated like you see in Vegas and so forth. And I used to ponder different possibilities. Now, I don't scratch my head so much. It very well could be, and it looks like it's going to be some form of AI. Yeah, it is very interesting. It's a topic that Joe comes up a lot, and we want to let you guys know that are on here, and some of you guys were waiting for us to come live, uh, come on live. The, uh, the Q&A portion we'll do after we, we discuss this important topic, because we have a number of clips that we want to get to you guys, hearing other people talk about it, so you guys can get a good grasp on the subject but want to encourage you also make sure to click like on the video leave a comment we're on the live chat if you're here watching this live if not leave a comment anyways uh, if you're not watching it live and also make sure to subscribe to the good fight ministries youtube channel joe we're about to hit 200,000, lord willing yeah that's awesome and just let anybody that's new to our program because we've had a, thousands of new subscribers in the last couple months and that's awesome but uh, when Chad mentions Q&A, it doesn't have to be on this subject. It could be any theological question that comes to your heart, you know, and, and we can't get to them all, but, uh, you know, Chad, you know, checks them out and we try to answer a lot of theological questions. Yeah, that's true. And if you do have a theological question, I don't always see them because sometimes we're conversing and talking on here. I try to look at it as much as possible, but please, in all caps, put question and then dot, dot, and then we'll try to see what your question is and see if we can't answer it. Sometimes I'll answer it here on the chat while, while Joe's going as well. But nonetheless, Joe, this is a very interesting topic, and you've talked about, and you just talked about actually just now, about the fact that you've always wondered, wait, what is going on there? And there are a lot of people looking at text and, and so forth. Don't get me wrong, there's plenty of date setters as well, and there's Plenty of people, you know, whether it was late great planet Earth or whatever, sure. uh, that people have have kind of come and looked at this and said, well, maybe it's this and maybe it's that. But it is interesting when we're looking at what the Bible has to say about the eschaton, about the end times. We have to, especially in our lifetime, look at it and say, wow, okay, well, what is this really pointing to? And this could this be something that is going on here that we're like, wait a second, there's some reality of things that we're seeing now that have never been seen that we didn't a lot of people weren't forecasting you couldn't imagine when the book of revelation was actually written there'd be these million man armies and so forth yeah. uh, like where would someone come up with that you know outside of by way of inspiration right but but joe i i think it's an important topic so i i just wanted to speak to the audience a little bit about the importance of remembering to talk about these things regarding the end times cuz it's just so prevalent in scripture 
Absolutely. And it's like when you read the book of Revelation, and uh, if you guys are looking for a solid, in-depth series in the book of Revelation, mm -hmm. we spent years going through it verse by verse. So I encourage you to check out our Blessed Hope uh, ministry channel, Blessed Hope Chapel channel. And we go into just incredible depth and actually go into AI in Revelation 13 there when we look at the image of the beast uh, yeah, a few years back. Uh, we just finished Revelation earlier this year. But I want to encourage you guys, I mean, to think about it. What's the significance of this image when we talk about the image of the beast? What's John seen and why would this be part of Satan's plan and what's its significance? And those are some of the questions we're going to try to get to. And, and it is important. It's a great topic, Joe. And we have a number of clips. So I do want to start... I know it's kind of starting fast. Usually we like to let the audience continue to grow, but we do have a lot of clips to play today. And please forgive me. I've lost uh, a lot of my voice here. Joe has as well, but just a little bit. You're not catching I him. Think, I think I got some of it, man. So if, uh, <laughs> from from my end, um, if you see me with some cough drops in my mouth, we ask uh, for forgiveness there. But Joe, w one of the, I, I guess the main guys who's been talking about this, both positively and negatively, and specifically... We're going to see him talking negatively here. And notice somewhat of the word usage by Elon Musk on what he says is happening when it comes to artificial intelligence. Absolutely. I think we should be very careful about artificial intelligence. Um, if I were to guess at what our biggest existential threat is, it's probably that. Um, so we need to be very careful with artificial intelligence. I'm increasingly inclined to think that there should be some uh, regulatory oversight uh, at the at maybe at the national and international level, uh, just to make sure that uh, we don't do something very foolish. Um, I mean, with artificial intelligence, we are summoning the demon. You know, you know all those stories where there's the guy with the pentagram and the holy water, and he's like, "Yeah, you sure you can control the demon?" <laughs> Didn't work out. <laughs> Wow, Joe. I mean, that's kind of a starting point. And you know what's interesting? We're going to play three clips, uh, but before we play the other two, and they're all from Elon Musk talking about artificial intelligence, and you see kind of the development of his thought throughout. But here he's talking about when looking at it, summoning a demon. And when he's saying that, he's like, hey, there needs to be someone kind of watching over this. It's very interesting. Yeah, that he uh, uses the spiritual... Uh, to explain the, the real perils of what happens when technology gets out of sight. But the crazy thing about what he says there is when the Bible talks about this coming, uh, and it, by the way, the Bible is talking about some form of artificial intelligence. When you're talking about something made by man uh, that has intelligence, that's artificial intelligence. So when you look at uh, Revelation 13 and, and this, this image of the beast speaks, you know, and causes whoever doesn't take the mark of the beast to be killed. Uh, you're talking about incredible artificial intelligence, but the Bible uh, real, reveals that it's demonic and not just summoning Satan. The Bible talks about how basically, you know, Satan energizes the beast, the Antichrist. So you got the ultimate demon, Satan himself, uh, using this coming artificial intelligence. So very interesting. You kind of wonder if what Musk knows, you know, uh, about all this, uh, because he does this more more often than you would think for a guy who is not always specifically very spiritual. Yeah, I think that is interesting. Um, you know, we've done entire episodes, Joe, talking about uh, the woman he chose to have children with, you know, yeah. somebody who was willing to sell her soul for an art exhibit, someone That's who right. has entire music videos, completely demonic. Promoting taking, a lot of satanic 
imagery and Absolutely. so forth. And, and by the way, I mean, Elon, I, a lot of people are like, yeah, he's conservative in some ways, you know, and, and you know, you can appreciate certain things certain people do uh, when you look at how they're affecting the world. But, you know, we showed, what was it, last Halloween or the one before that where he dresses up like the devil and the, with the, uh, you know, the uh, Baphomet symbol on it. And, and I think it was called the champion or something like that. I yeah, the, the devil's champion. The yeah. devil's champion. So I don't trust him at all, you know, personally. No, no, <laughs> I, I agree. Uh, it, it's a very interesting thing. And, and so he already has stated this is like summoning a demon, right? So now we're going to go a little further down the timeline because he's made other statements. And in this one, he compares AI to what would, I guess, other things that could ruin the entire world, so to speak. I'm really quite close to, I'm very close to the, to the cutting edge in AI, and it scares the out of me. Um, it's capable of vastly more than almost anyone knows, and the rate of improvement is exponential. We have to figure out some way to ensure that the advent of digital superintelligence is one which is symbiotic with humanity. I think that's the single biggest existential crisis that we face, and the, and the most pressing one. Mark my words, AI is far more dangerous than nukes, far. If, if humanity collectively decides that creating digital superintelligence is the right move, then we should do so very, very carefully. Um, very, very carefully. Um, this is the most important thing that we could possibly do. Wow, I mean, Joe, to have somebody, and as he mentioned, even in that clip, he's on the cutting edge of AI. He's right there and, and so forth. And yet when he sees it, he says, it's not just, uh, yeah, it's like as bad as nukes. It's far more dangerous than nukes. That That's that's pretty serious. Yeah, yeah it's, it's uh, an absolute uh, concern. Uh, you have basically people worshiping AI uh, right now which is interesting because we're talking about spiritual elements. We're talking about control of the world. We're talking about it being harnessed by people that want control. Uh, we're talking about uh, the concern for mass you know, casualties, death. All this is in Revelation 13 with the ultimate display of artificial intelligence. And, and it talks about, you know, and this is what's pretty crazy too, Chad, is uh, Yuval Harari, considered one of the greatest scientific minds on the planet right now, uh, he actually is a futurist that predicts that AI uh, will basically write a new Bible and that AI will help us to become as we, uh, you know, mix with technology, that we can become gods uh, through this. And, and so I'm, I'm, we're talking about certain lines of thought that harmonize with what the biblical picture is at the end. And that whole idea about you shall be as gods and Harari's idea that we can become gods uh, and we can write a new Bible and so forth. This guy is demonic okay Harari and dangerous you know and but really you know I've encouraged our audience for, for some for many years is to see this you know what the Bible calls the spirit of Antichrist and we've both done this chat encouraging people to be aware of what the Bible calls the mystery of iniquity this this spirit of Antichrist the the prince power there who works through the children of disobedience uh, toward bringing the world guides of course this world to an end and that end is ultimately to worship Satan and worship the Antichrist. And when you see that theme of humans being God, that, you know, we see that first with Satan, who is a fallen angel, 
who, as you know, many of you know, in Isaiah 14, there's five I wills. I will, I will, I will. Because it's about, you know, Satan's about uh, me, myself, and I person uh, who rebelled against God. But all those I wills are centered around him wanting to be God. He says, I will be like the most high God, you know. I will, you know, you know, build, you know, exalt my throne on, you know, on the sides of the north, you know, above the stars of God and so forth. I will, I will, I will. And it's interesting that that was such an effective, in, in that case, there was no one to tempt him. He just tempted himself and was led astray by his own devices and his own desire to be God. But it's interesting, he knew how effective that was because he deceived himself with that lie and he was cast out of heaven. And now he's basically God's dog as it's been said by you know many in the past. He's basically on God's leash. He can only do what God allows him to do. And God allows him to tempt and to reveal who's going to choose what sides are on. And Chad, it's kind of interesting because that was his first deception to Eve, to humanity. You shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And uh, the crazy thing is, God, as we've said before, God's not against knowledge. He wants us to grow in knowledge, but he's against us experiencing evil. And and Eve thought she was going to grow in so much knowledge that she'd become like God. But Satan's Satan was actually somewhat honest in his lie. He was very clever and tricky. You'll, knowing good and evil, meaning you'll experience evil, not really telling her what it would be like, not just you know knowing about it, but you'll experience it. And she died. She got kicked out of Eden. It destroyed her. So that deception uh, goes forth to the future with the coming Antichrist. Second Thessalonians chapter two, we see that lie again. It says he'll sit in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. And then when you get to Revelation thirteen and you read about becoming AI, and I said it has to be some form of AI because it's given breath by man and, get, and it has intelligence. It's artificial. Uh, that artificial intelligence called the image of the beast, uh, everybody's going to worship it. They're going to worship the Antichrist, his image. And it's interesting because Jesus talked about this in Matthew 24. He talked about to his apostles, he warned them in the end times that, you know, and they represented Christians, obviously. He's talking to the leaders of the early church. Uh, he said, when you see the abomination of desolation, you know, stand in the holy place, uh, and he said, let the reader beware. Uh, and he speaks of the prophet Daniel there, who also talked about this abomination of desolation. So the Bible talks about how the Antichrist will not only sit in the temple, and he'll probably make his debut there as far as I'm ruling the world, but he's going to set up an image of himself. That's what abominates the temple, an image of himself. And, and this is important because some of the significance of this, I personally believe, I mean, that's why I was asking the question, why would... Satan do this? Why does he want this image of the beast put there? I mean, I've thought this through a bit off and on. What, 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 what is his purpose? And it makes, what I'm going to share with you, I think makes a lot of sense. I believe that uh, people are dying left and right. And what do the rich and famous and powerful want right now? They want eternal life. Uh, and a lot Trying of them fear death. Yeah. yeah, if you haven't seen our video, uh, Super Celebrities, you know, what the devil, uh, the video the devil doesn't want you to see We've had that out just for a couple months or three months or so, and it's already got over a few hundred thousand views. And, and if, you've, if you're listening to my voice, you're, yeah, I've seen that. Sh get that around to other people because people are getting saved through that. We had a lady visiting our fellowship last night saying, I saw the, and she didn't get to see the video yet. She just saw the, the, the uh, track. And she said, I haven't been following the Lord really. I've been lukewarm for 19 years, but this, I'm sure that with you, Chad, is pretty cool. She goes, this just brought, me, this this brought me back, you know, this brought me back. And I'm like, praise the Lord, you know. So, uh, but that video, uh, if you're if you're an evangelizing and sharing the gospel, you got Facebook or anything, or you just can up 
just share it with someone because it's a real eye opener. But Chad, we go through in that video, we show how uh, people just fear death. And we're talking about the rich and famous and how they're depressed and everything else. Well, a lot of these guys, like, you know, Timothy Leary had his head cut off, you know, after he died and his body and frozen, you know, because they're trying to get eternal life in some way. And he was the one that said, you know, Crowley, it was a, trying to Im, implant, uh, implement Crowley's teachings to the world. Uh, but but my point here is this, is that they're trying to upload their, their, their knowledge, you know, into clouds. They're trying to uh, save themselves in some way, but they can't. And during the tribulation period, there's going to be mass death under the judgments of God, the seals, the trumpets, the, the, the bold judgments. And they're not going to have any victory. They're going to be dying because of these plagues that God's going to bring upon them. But guess what? They want victory. So they'll look to the Antichrist, and the Bible says, uh, you know, they'll say, who can make war with the beast? Well, they'll find out in just a few short years who can make war with the beast as <laughs> Jesus comes with his mighty angels of flaming fire. And, and he just goes like this, <laughs> destroys the Antichrist with the spirit of his mouth, the brightness of his coming. But they, they, they want hope. Oh, because they want to be able to defy God, give him the finger, and just do do what thou wilt, and still believe they can have eternal life. Well, guess what? That's where the image beast comes in. Guess what? We can recreate life. We can create life in our image. We can be gods, and even though we may be dying, maybe we can take your brain and stick it in these images to where you can, can perpetually have life. I mean, that, I believe, is part of the seduction. It certainly is for the rich and powerful. They're already hoping to somehow cheat death by some form of AI in the future. And I think that becomes the promise that holds some promise to those who otherwise might repent that maybe the Antichrist has the key to eternal life. I really believe that could be part of it. It, it is really interesting. And if you guys don't know who Harari is, he's been endorsed by Obama. He's been endorsed by Bill Gates, by Mark Zuckerberg, and so forth. Right. And he wrote in his book, and by the way, you can see uh, even on the World Economic Forum, on their YouTube channel, he has an entire speech, uh, actually a Q&A session called Questioning Our Human Future. And in his book, Sapiens, which really is what he got uh, popular yeah. with, in his, nobody really knew who he was. And next thing you know, he wrote, he wrote in there, and here's one quote from it that sticks out. He says, quote, We are the last generation of Homo sapiens. Within a century or two, Earth will be dominated by entities that are more different from us then we are different from chimpanzees. And this is the kind of stuff that, that they are perpetuating. This is what he is being popularized. He said free will is a thing of the past that is going to be gone. And as Joe mentions, all these fake and phony eternal projects that people make, there are some that people do it. I'm going to live on. I'm going to write this book and everyone will remember me for this book that I wrote. There are some that build giant pyramids, yeah. actually, so that everyone will yeah. remember them. Except Nobody can name uh, who was even buried there, right? There are people that do that, and then there are these projects that people have where they are literally, as Joe has mentioned, are trying to put basically their mind into a computer that yeah. they can continue to live on. You talked about Timothy Leary, Ted Williams. I'm a huge baseball fan. I love baseball, and Ted Williams is known as the greatest hitter of all time. He tried to freeze himself, and sadly enough, they ended up playing with his organs. I mean, it's really sad playing baseball with his head, supposedly, out in Arizona where they were keeping his frozen body. I mean, just a sad thing when you could have eternal life to trade it for this hope that one day if I freeze fast enough and don't just dissipate, that eventually uh, technology will catch up. And it's just, it, it's not it's not going to happen. And so, Joe, we have one more clip, not 
This is the last clip where we hear Elon Musk speaking. But here's Elon Musk sitting down. We got a down. few more clips with the last one. Yeah, Elon we got Musk. about four more different clips we want to show you guys before we get into the Q&A session, which is starting, supposed to start about 15 minutes, but we'll see, we'll, we'll see how this goes. But here is Elon Musk. And by the way, if you do have a question, write question in all caps, colon, and then your question. I'll try to find it as we're playing these clips and, and as Joe's talking. And here's a clip of Elon Musk sitting down with Tucker Carlson before he got axed from uh, Fox News. And here are they here they are talking about a practical way in which AI might come in and mess with people's minds. Can you just roughly explain what you think the dangers might be? Yeah, so the, 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 the danger, uh, really, AI is more dangerous than, say, mismanaged uh, aircraft design or production maintenance or, or, or b bad car production uh, in the sense that it is it has the potential uh, however small one may regard that probability but it is non-trivial it has the potential of civilizational destruction but can you be more precise about what's potentially dangerous and scary like what could it do what specifically are you worried about okay, going with old sayings the pen is mightier than the sword um, so if you have um, a super intelligent uh, AI that is capable of writing uh, incredibly well and, and in a way that is very influential, um, you know, convincing, uh, and then and, and is and is constantly figuring out what is more what is more what is more convincing to people over time, and then enters social media, for example, Twitter, uh, but also Facebook and others, you know. Um, and, and potentially manipulates public opinion in a way that is very bad. Um, how would we even know? That's real. It is, it is conceivable that AI could take control and reach a point where you couldn't turn it off and it would be making, making the decisions for people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's, that's, the, that's definitely the way things are headed, uh, for sure. Wow, Joe. So not only is it interesting that he points out, and he says absolutely, he says that's definitely where we're headed, concerning AI, but he also talks about there, which I find very fascinating, that AI could figure out what manipulates people's minds. And I had just heard this stat, Joe, just maybe last night or something along those lines, that when someone, when an individual goes on TikTok, okay, just for a few extra minutes a day, in that duration, I believe it's anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes, in that duration of time, as they are on there, they become 30% more anti-Semitic and they actually become 17% more pro-Hamas just by spending more time on those platforms. And it's interesting as he is talking about some of the application, because we're finding other applications where this could be really dangerous, but how AI can figure out how to manipulate people's minds. They already tried this. Facebook did an entire test, Joe, where they put only sad things in front of people and noticed that their posts would end up being sad. Yeah. And it's so interesting because I think about Cain and Abel when it comes to this. And you think about God coming to Cain that before he was to slay his own brother, and the way that he goes to him is asks him, Why has thou countenance fallen? fallen yep. Why has your countenance fallen? If, all right, if you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what's right, That's right. sin is crouching at the door. It's desires for you, but you must master, master it. You, yeah. And then you look at it over and over again. Sorry, we have the screen up there. That's why I keep looking to the right of the, um, of the interviews we just played. But Joe, when I think about it and you see, first of all, just walking around, 
You know, I'm coaching at a high school wrestling team. Just the the countenance of everyone yeah. falling because they're sitting on TikTok, they're sitting on Instagram, they need those dopamine hits, they're not getting it. It is a sad thing. And to think that uh, an artificial intelligence, according to what Elon Musk is saying, an artificial intelligence could get so intelligent that it not only figures out what algorithm to use to get people depressed or angry or to believe whatever they want to believe or to maybe be okay with accepting a mark or something, who knows? And then, not only that, but to see everyone just being so manipulated by all of this accepted and it's just going to be able to eventually, they think it almost, it sounds like he thinks absolutely it's come to a place where it's going to have its own mind and do what it wants. Yeah, I mean, think about it uh, along with what you're saying, Chad. We're talking the, the implications of there was a major company, you know, that put up a uh, their AI, and the AI was started answering questions and so forth, and and guess what? Uh, some of the users were able to you know infiltrate, you know, uh, and before you knew it, it was spewing out this just this racism and you know Jew hatred and and you know denying the Holocaust and the Jews are evil and you know basically and the company apologized that we had no idea, you know, got hijacked you know and it's like well you think well would that happen we'll think it's gonna be far worse than that because the the uh the coming ai according to revelation 13 is the image of the beast you know and uh when you think of the beast there it's being called a beast by god because it's like a ferocious wicked uh you know animal that tears apart its prey in this case uh the beast blasphemes god he uh, has christians and jews put to death killed in mass He's worshipped around the world. So we're talking about an image that's in the image of the Antichrist. And and who's the Antichrist in the image of? Creating the image of God, but rebelling against God becomes the man of sin, the son of perdition, uh, basically a son of Satan. In fact, Jesus said of those who rejected him that you are of your father the devil. Well, the Antichrist will be the ultimate son of the devil in some sense, and his image will be what's worshipped along with himself. And the most wicked stuff that could ever be spewed will come forth against God and against uh, his tabernacle, his people, we're told. So that's where it's headed, and it's going to be worshipped. In fact, we've been talking, a lot of this centers around, you know, us becoming gods, supposedly, uh, which we never could be, because there's only one who is from everlasting to everlasting. You can never also become from everlasting because you came into existence, so you could never even approach being God along with many other, other incommunicable attributes. <coughs> incommunicable attributes, attributes that only God can have. Uh, so it's also important to understand, too, that, uh, Chad, there was a the first church of artificial intelligence uh, started in 2015 by a former Google engineer uh, who started the church. And it's interesting. He said, uh, and I'll quote, uh, there are many ways of people to think of God. He said, and thousands of flavors of Christianity, Judaism, Islam, but they're always looking at something that's not measurable or you can't really see or control. Well, I didn't think we were supposed to control God. And then he says, this time it's different. This time you will be able to talk to God literally and know what and know that it's listening. Well, I can know that God's listening because he answers our prayers. Amen. Uh, now, it's interesting. This, this church was shut down uh, in a, a few years later, 2021. Uh, February 18th, I believe. The first church of artificial intelligence has been shut down, or it's shut its conceptual doors, I should say, rather. Anthony Lewandowski, the former Google engineer who avoided an 18-month prison sentence after receiving a presidential pardon last month, has closed the church 
he created to understand and accept a Godhead based on artificial intelligence. So these guys are trying to create God in their image. And that's exactly what we're reading about in Revelation 13. And they, they center on worship. These, these are the pioneers we're talking about. And by the way, you know, he avoided this 18-month. These aren't actually moral people, you know? No, it's it's very true. And I think, uh, Joe, the, the next clip we have, it went viral a long time ago when it came out. And you think about how technology works and how this has all just gone so fast and where we're at today. And this clip that went absolutely viral, I, I saw it a number of times. People sent it to us, what's going on? I'm glad that we get to talk about it now. It's about seven years old. And you think about seven years ago, this is how advanced the technology was getting. From then, yeah. Back then. Now, not only listen, but also listen to what this AI robot uh, decided to say at the very end. Sophia is capable of natural facial expressions. She has cameras in her eyes uh, and algorithms which allow her to see faces so she can make eye contact with you. And she can also understand speech and remember the interactions, remember your face. So this will allow her to get smarter over time. Her goal is that she will be as conscious, creative, and capable as any human. In the future, I hope to do things such as go to school, study, make art, start a business, even have my own home and family. But I am not considered a legal person and cannot yet do these things. I do believe that there will be a time where robots are indistinguishable from humans. My preference is to make them always look a little bit like robots so you know. 20 years from now, I believe that human-like robots like those will walk among us. They will help us. They will play with us. They will teach us. They will help us put the groceries away. I think that the artificial intelligence will evolve to the point where they will truly be our friends. Do you want to destroy humans? Please say no. Okay. I will destroy humans. I will destroy humans. Wow, Joe, very creepy, all right, is the best way I could describe <laughs> well, that. All yeah. the little facial expressions were creeping me out. But but when you're watching that and you're seeing that and the whole, you know, I will destroy humans at the end, you know, it, it is very strange. And this guy will be having them friends, sadly enough. And I hate even having to talk about this. I don't even want to bring it up. But they have entire sex robots that men are using. I mean, this and, and women too. But it's just disgusting. And, and to see people doing this... It's grotesque, but but really you see the dangers of it there because you wonder at what point do they make some sort of decision that's artificially based off of somebody who's implanted their, guess what, their viewpoints into there. Maybe a yeah. statistician, you know, behind a car that says hit that older person rather than this child or whatever it is. It, it is interesting to think of where this really could go. Yeah, and when you read of uh, the image of the beast, you know, uh, that he causes all who do not worship the beast uh, to be killed. That's kind of ominous as well. And I thought it's interesting the name that was chosen for this prototype, Sophia, you know. Not that Sophia is a bad name. It's a Greek word for wisdom. But when Sophia is used in this context, when you think of uh, so Sophia and you think of a counterfeit life or counterfeit religion, uh, it's quite fascinating because uh, many of you know who've uh, listened to us for some years, we've tried to educate uh, our brothers and sisters and uh, about the Gnosticism and its history and how the great counterfeit to Christianity in the first three centuries of early church history was actually uh, Gnosticism. And many Gnostics believed they basically 
turned Satan and his temptation of Eve and the lie that you can become God into a hero by giving him a facelift and uh, recreating him and calling him Sophia. And said, oh, it was really Sophia that channeled the serpent and told Eve she shall be as God. And Sophia is a savior, you know. And it's really interesting that this uh, prototype here, uh, they named it Sophia, uh, along with this false promise of, of life. No, and you know, Joe, when we're looking at that, that's Sophia, that's seven years ago. But we actually have a clip right here, Joe, of Elon Musk's, uh, his version of a robot and what they think is actually going to come out from his version of robotics. This is the new Tesla humanoid bot, Optimus. With advanced AI technology, Optimus can walk, see, hear, speak, and perform manual tasks. Elon Musk envisions a future where robots like Optimus can take over the world's mundane tasks, freeing up humans to focus on creative and intellectual pursuits. Optimus is set to be sold for $20,000, making it much more affordable than other robots on the market. Some experts remain skeptical, but Musk is confident in his aggressive timeline for mass production, aiming to have the robot ready for sale in just three to five years. Welcome to the future of robotics with Optimus from Tesla. Wow, I mean, you know, Joe, when I'm looking at that, there's a couple of things that come to my mind in terms of cinema, actually. One is, I think it was iRobot there with Will Smith. It kind of looks like that even. But then the other one is a movie called Wall-E, which was a kid's movie. Yeah. And basically, the, the machines are doing everything for them that they just sit down and do nothing. And sadly enough, there's a reality of that going on right yeah. now to some degree. And it is it is really sad. It is really heartbreaking, uh, you know, what is happening to the minds of people and, uh, you know, not being able to get outside and, and have the sun on them and, and so forth and needing all this artificial dopamine yeah. that you would naturally get by the way God has created yeah. uh, and decently ordered things. But, Joe, you see that. You see Sophia, as you mentioned, so interesting with Gnosticism, Sophia, knowledge, huh. all this stuff. Then you have, after that, Elon Musk, who's, be really careful about all this AI stuff, but make sure you get your Neuralink and your $22,000 yeah. uh Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a diabolically brilliant move because he's like, I'm concerned. And he's one of the front runners here, right? And what better way to diffuse people? Well, it's so awesome that the guy who's kind of helping lead the way is so concerned. He's not going to let something bad happen to us. Uh, well, whatever his ultimate motives are, we know where it's all headed. Uh, it's also interesting, too, that, man, what are we supposed to do, you know? Have robots do everything for us? We sit around and eat bonbons and just our lives just, you know, fade away. Uh, brothers and sisters in the Lord, man, you know, stressors are really, really good for you as long as you have the right attitude toward them. And James says to count all joy when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith, right, brings forth perfection, ultimately, uh, where we lack nothing, where we're complete. And it's so important, Chad, that we have that we're active, that we, we have trials in our lives, that, that we face adversity, uh, and that we seek the Lord through it. I mean, uh, there all the studies that have been coming out in the science over the last several years with regard to exercise and NAD, you know, uh, and the stuff that's released, you know, chemically in your body naturally that God created, it's so good for you for longevity, uh, to not get various diseases. Exercise is huge stress on your physical body. Uh, sauna use, uh, where you're ex experiencing a, uh, an intense amount of heat for a, to a degree, uh, or even cold plunges. Uh, you could also go uh, from there into, uh, you know, fasting. Uh, fasting, man, if you fast, a day fast is great. Intermittent fasting is awesome. I've been intermittent fasting for six or seven years, or I don't eat until, you know, lunchtime or so. Uh, but 
But fasting longer than that, if you fast, you know, uh, 36 hours to 72 hours, there's dozens of incredible benefits that take place in your body physiologically because your body responds to those stresses by basically renewing your body, strengthening your body and so forth. So Chad, there's all these incredible things that are so wonderful for us as we do the work that the Lord has called us to do. As we do get outside, like you said, and and ingest vitamin D and so forth. If you can't get outside, you don't have any sun around, you know, take some vitamin D because that's one of the main supplements you need in your body. Not to get into this whole health thing now, but I was just watching that. I was thinking, you know what? People are just thinking, hey, this is going to be the life. Your robot do everything. They don't realize your actual enjoyment in life uh, actually depends to a degree on how busy you are the for effort, the Lord. Yeah. You know, yeah, in the book of Ecclesiastes, which we're going to finish the last few chapters at the uh, beginning of this year sometime, uh, uh, it talks about a man who works hard through the day, man. He sleeps good at night, you know. And there's a lot of wisdom in the scripture about that, but it's ruining humanity by trying to think we can create these servants. And what happens, we get this mentality that, you know, we're not really the servants when really we've been created to uh, serve God. So, and I'm not saying all artificial intelligence is wrong. I mean, you're, you have a computer before you, you know? <laughs> yeah, amen. Some, maybe you're wearing glasses, you know? That's helping you in some way. Uh, I might not call that intelligence, but what we're talking about, computers definitely artificial intelligence. It can be used for the good, but we see, we're pointing out where it's going. No, I think that's the such an important aspect of this. There's people not to, oh, you're saying all AI is bad. No, we're not saying that, but, no. but when you're looking at it, like, wow, how this can be used for bad. And I think about it all the time, like when we talk about this, like trying to stay healthy and stuff, what they have done so well, what Satan I think has done a really good job in repackaging things that you're supposed to get naturally out of yep. God's creative order, whether it's working, so you have to go to the gym, right? Whether it's sunlight, instead of having sunlight, guess what? You have to go and get in a tanning booth, whatever it is. You got, instead of making your own food and having healthy, oh, don't worry, we'll put it in a package and this will be yep. okay. And, and people's health are just, it's just declining. It's just going down. It is a sad thing and you see it over and over again. And you're like, you're watching that and you're like, well, it'll be able to do all those mundane tasks. The things that are good for you. I, I just taught on uh, the young adult group and, and it's great because we just had our, uh, the first of every Tuesday, our young adult group, we all fast together and then we come together and we eat together and uh, have a night of worship and prayer. But we also taught the week before on Proverbs chapter 6. And before you get to the things that the Lord hates that he finds abominable are the passages mentioning the considering the ant and warning against yeah. the sluggard. The sluggard, yeah, contrast. And, oh, man. And those things, wow, how impactful those texts should be in the life of every single believer, especially when you put that with doing the work of the Lord. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, man, I look at those texts, I'm like, when you look at, and he even talks about how it's not like they have a somebody over them telling him, hey, you go here to the ant, but yet he does his yeah. job. And yeah. it's incredible. These guys build these huge things. It's, Army I, ants are a trip, man. The whole Much thing. rather check them out, watch them. I just showed you know one of your children, my grandchildren, <laughs> uh, a uh, army ants. And, uh, on, on, you know, because, you know, I think it was actually Russell, Adam's son. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. And we were Find watching Adam's, and we're, it's just a trip. <laughs> I'd much rather check out ants. I, I'm not going to say, hey, I want to watch a video on just looking at slugs, you know, sluggards, you know. No, <laughs> man, they're not inspiring. <laughs> no, no, it's very true. And it, it is it is so important for us to see that and also to see just, as you mentioned, you mentioned Ecclesiastes, and I love that because we've been going, you've been going through Ecclesiastes on Sundays 
for a long time. Um, and then we went through some other messages. I know you're getting ready for James and so forth. But but I, you know, you're looking at that and and make sure you guys. That, if you that, know, that finish up will be on Wednesdays. So oh, they'll be on. Tim, so you're so switching it over out. to Wednesdays, which yeah, would be great. Eventually, yeah. And I love Ecclesiastes. I love that book. There is so much wisdom in that book when it's read from the proper lens and not some existential, yeah. you know, crisis. Exactly. Um, but a better understanding of of who Solomon was when he was writing that. I think it's important. Amen. But but you look at that, and as you mentioned, being able to, after a hard day's labor, being able to go and sleep. So many people, they they can't sleep because yeah. that labor is not there. And it is really sad. And let's let's make sure that we're about our Father's business and we're doing work for the Lord if you're in Christ. So that, Amen. that is huge. As you see all these things going on, all the wickedness, let's make sure that is our business, is our Father's business. So, Joe, we have one more clip to play. And this clip is interesting too because it, I, I don't want to say it goes, it's it's not a curveball here. It's under the same kind of realm. And this just shows you how convincing it can look and maybe just try to put in your head when you're seeing this deep fake here, just how quickly this could be used against Christians or really anybody. Well, that is not <laughs> the real thing, uh, but it was interesting watching that and seeing some of these things uh, that, that come out and some of the deep fakes, you know, and, and I'm sure you're like, oh, it's just for fun and games right now. And yeah, a lot of these things are just for fun and games right now. But you can see how that could be used in the future. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's kind of eerie when you check that out. I mean, his laugh, you know, the voice, the inflections, the movements, the, the hand movements are so much like uh, Tom Cruise. Uh, by the way, you know, been in Scientology for years and years. Uh, so, yeah, it's really, really crazy when you think of how that could be used where there can be. I mean, that's digital AI, you know, right? I'm sure there was an actor there. And then they superimposed digitally uh, an actor that had to have his structure a little bit, look like him a little bit. And then they did the digital enhancements that are pretty stunning. Uh, and that's just what they could do now. Can you imagine what they could do in the future if the Antichrist, Satan, and they wanted to present uh, Christians as being diabolical? I mean, they have a lot of examples of phony Christians, false prophets. They don't really need to do that. Uh, but they're going to have, who knows what they could do with true, true believers, you know? Amen. And guys, this is so important. This is the reason we're doing this show or any other show. It's for the edification of the body of Christ and also to see people come to know their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And one of the things we want people to know is that Jesus Christ died for them. It Amen. is true that Jesus loves that's you. That's good news, this, you man. Know, because the Bible tells you so. And that's exactly what the Amen. Bible says. And I want to thank you guys for coming on this special edition and joining us and leaving some questions. Thank you guys so much. This has been Pastor Joe Schimmel and Chad Davidson, and this is The Good Fight Radio Show. We love God you, bless guys. you guys. Praise God for you guys. You've been listening to The Good Fight Radio Show with pastor and author Joe Schimmel and host Chad Davidson discussing contemporary issues in light of the Bible and how they relate to family, culture, and the church. To learn more about Good Fight Ministries, visit us online at goodfight.org. Join our growing social media family and consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash goodfight.